Blog Talk Radio.
Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another Sunday with Smile3E presents Let's Talk. It's Resurrection Sunday. Ah, it's Resurrection Day every day, but in America, we recognize it as today is Easter, Easter, Easter. Okay, this is Cecilia. I'm going to turn the program over to Minister Sheila so that she can pray for the program, pray for the listeners, pray for Resurrection Sunday and whatever the Lord has given her. Minister Sheila, are you able to pray? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Apostle, I'm going to ask you to do the praying due to I have a cold. And you might not be understanding me, but uh, could you do the prayer for we me today, We have plenty of people online that can pray. We're good. Um, anyone available to pray and do the announcements and everything? Because you know this is Resurrection Sunday. We're free, we're free, we're free. Who's available to pray for us on today? And whatever else the Lord has given you. Okay. Well, praise God. Oh, go ahead, Minister Margo. Uh, I thank God for another Sunday. We thank God for allowing us to be available <laughs> uh, and willing. So, God, in Jesus' name, we just asked you to hear our prayer. And we know that you do because we pray to you because of the sacrifice of your son. <laughs> and as we celebrate his, his triumphant, his, his ability to conquer death and to grant us a right to speak to you, we say, Abba, Father, hallelujah, praise your name, Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the Son. Praise the Father and praise the Holy Spirit. We praise you and we worship you and we thank you, God. We thank you for the opportunity and the ability to be able to say we love you, to be able to publicly say we love you and we thank you and we worship you and you are the only God. You are the only Savior. You are the only spirit that we want to control our life. Your spirit, your love, your grace, your forgiveness. Hallelujah. That's what we long for. That's what we seek for. That's what we, hallelujah, praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of our one and only God, the mighty God, the sovereign God. Hallelujah, the glorious God, our rock, our salvation, our strength, our deliverer, our comfort. Hallelujah, our safe place. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. We thank you, God, because you are more than enough in every situation, in every circumstance. Hallelujah, you are there, and you are more than enough. You carry us through. You strengthen us. You encourage us. You go ahead of us in time, and you make 
the way, and we thank you. We thank you, hallelujah, and we praise you. We thank you and we praise you, Father, hallelujah, because we know you love us, and not because we deserve it, but because of who you are. You are love. You are light, hallelujah. And even though we may be surrounded in what looks like darkness, you have opened our eyes to see your light and to know we follow you. You are our shepherd. Your voice is the one we hear. You give us all that we need, and we thank you for it. And we praise you for it, God. We thank you for this ministry. We thank you for those who have dedicated themselves and have made a vow to say we stand with Apostle-elect Cecilia Kaiser as she goes forth and gives the word to the people that will hear, not just to the body, but to all those who will listen and take the time to hear the good news that God is alive and well, that Jesus died for us, that the Holy Spirit is available to live within us and lead us and guide us and bring all things to our remembrance. Oh, hallelujah. God, thank you for this ministry. Thank you for those that listen every time they have an opportunity. Thank you for those who follow faithfully. Thank you for each minister, for each person that has dedicated themselves to be part of your work through Smile 3E. God, we love you and we praise you. We magnify you and we lift you up. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. God, thank you for hearing our prayer, for making a way, for opening doors, for being with us, and for caring for each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray and give you the thanks. For those who are listening, on today, we ask you to please, ministry, come alongside the ministers and listen and be fed and grow and just take advantage of the words that are going forth, the message that is being given in the name of our Savior. Lord, uh, we ask... Uh, <laughs> Uh, just just help me through this. I uh, don't have my notes here in front of me, but I will do the best that I can. Uh, I just ask each listener to join us every Sunday uh, on Blog Talk Radio, at, on which you will be listening to Apostle-elect Cecilia Kaiser, or her son, Minister Brandon Kaiser, and, of course, Minister... Sheila Kaiser, who we ask you to lift in prayer, and she is not doing well today. Um, in addition, we have a broadcast every Monday, and on Monday evening at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, you can listen to Iron Sharpening Iron, which is also part of this ministry, and the host is Minister... <clears throat> Renee Kaiser, right, and she is the moderator. She brings different ministers to come forth and give the word and the message to listeners 
So that is done on Blog Talk as well as Facebook. So would you please listen in? And on this Monday, if the Lord is willing, I, Minister Margot McCoy, will be bringing the word. So please pray for me. In addition, every Friday, we also have um, a broadcast at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. At that time, Minister Renee Kaiser-Wright is also our moderator. And I am pretty sure that this Friday, um, Apostle, I'm sorry, uh, Antoine Thomas will be our speaker. And if not, of course, uh, Minister Renee um, will, I'm sorry, I'm calling her Minister Renee, but also Minister Sylvia will be in the mantle and do what God has blessed her to do. So please listen in when you can. And the foundation of scripture for this ministry comes from Matthew. And it is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. And I think that's found in the sixth chapter, the 33rd verse. So be blessed and um, celebrate Today and every day is a day that we should celebrate our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our Father, God the Almighty, and the Holy Spirit. So I'll turn this back over to you, Apostle-elect. I um, hope that everything was said properly in mistakes. Amen, amen, amen. I thank God for you. Uh, Minister Margo, I thank God for you. You are truly an example of BC also ready. You are always um, on point for us, and we thank you so very much. And we know that there's always, like, we have the time zone thing, so don't forget Central Standard Time will be for um, always an hour before whatever we are doing um, here, so I thank God um, for you once again. Um, you are always there. You are that ram in the bush. <laughs> oh, I thank you, and I also ask you all to continue to pray for Minister Sheila. And so we know today that he rose, and who is he? Jesus. But we also know that it doesn't really matter what day what time or what it was because he rose. We also know that he was born, and it doesn't matter what uh, it says. He was born this day, this day, this day. The point is is that he was born, he ministered, and he died for each and every one of us, and he rose again, and he's sitting on the right hand of the Father making intercession for us, and that he's coming again, and when he comes, we're going to reign with him. So let me just calm myself on down and get to what uh, we're going to be talking about today. So if we had to give it a title, it would be Jesus in us. Yeah, you, 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 north, south, east, west, no matter where you are, is Jesus in us. 
And when we talk about Jesus and us, we know that we're not just talking about Jesus, even though that in itself is something that we can't even fathom what he is, who he is, and all that he's done for us. We know what we think we know, but we still don't know it all. Because, see, Jesus is the one and only begotten son of our Lord and Savior, our, 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 he's, he's that child, that, 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 that person that was born of a virgin. How many of us was born of a virgin? Not, oh, you just don't know how excited I am. I thank God the Father and God the Holy Spirit who Jesus, you know, went and said, I don't want to leave them comfortless. And, and, And God just, out of his infinite wisdom and all of that love that he has for us, he sent his Holy Spirit, but it was because of what Jesus did. So let's go and do some of those things we do the Friday before our Resurrection Sunday or, or the Sunday previous, whether we call it that Palm Sunday, whatever we do. Let's go over some of the seven sayings, and then we're going to get into the meat of the word. So, you know, they have these seven sayings. Some people call it seven words, but the reality of it, it's the... Um, transcription or the interpretation, not just by the disciples, but by the people that were present. And they said that his first saying was, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And that's in Luke 23 and 34. So it amazes me that He died on the cross, and he was crucified for all of us in our sinful ways when he was without sin himself. And so although he had um, two um, earthly men on the side of him, one who was uh, just, he was missing it all around because he was had the nerve to be uh, getting sarcastic with Jesus and then you had the one on the other side that said, can I be with you? He had the wisdom to know that this is more than just a mere man in between of us. This is the holy God. And so when he said, <coughs> excuse me, forgive them for they know not what they do, the people that were the Pharisees and the Sadducees who took him before Pilate, Pontius Pilate, they had no idea. And the people that were saying crucify him, crucify him, had no idea. And if they did, they were missing it. They were missing it. But do you know what that means? Don't hold their sins against them. That's what he was saying. Father, they don't know what they're doing. I have a forgiving spirit, and man has an unforgiving spirit, and that's why they were saying, crucify him, crucify him. It wasn't that he had killed anyone. He hadn't done the sins of the people that were on his side, on the left and the right, that he was in the middle of. But even them, when he said, forgive them, for they know that what they do, he didn't separate and say, forgive this group and this group. No, he said, forgive them, all, all mankind. Mm. Let's move on to his next thing, his uh, time when he says, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. 
See, that's the scope, the very scope of God. Look at Jesus. He told the man that asked him basically for forgiveness and to let him be with him in paradise. He said, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And do you know whether this is my analogy of it or someone else's? I believe when he said, today shalt thou be with me in paradise, he was talking to me. He was talking to you. Symbolic of saying, forgive them. He forgave us. And then he said to the man, you shall be with me in paradise. But that man was you. That man was me. That man was the sin, the criminal-minded of that time that foretold the misdeeds of the people of the future. It was being hammered and crucified and cursed Mm, mm, mm. on that cross. Every sin, seen and unseen, was forgiven. And he said, hmm, not only forgive him, but this man that's asked for my forgiveness, he's symbolic of them being with me in paradise. And then he turned to his mother and said, Woman, behold thy son, John 19 and 26. And I don't believe, I could have, but I didn't get so excited, I forgot. I don't believe I said where the scripture was, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. That's Luke 23 and 43. I may have done it, but I'm just going back. And then, woman, behold thy son, John 19 and 26. Isn't it amazing that his earthly mother he referred to as a woman? That woman, Minister Sheila. That woman, Minister Margo. That woman. Minister Sylvia, that woman, Cecilia. See, we're suffering from many things in this world, and Mary's heart was broken. How many of us have had a broken heart? Ah, God, I'm about to say. How many of us have the very purpose and agony that we have endured in this world? And we need Jesus to come by and we could just touch the hem of his garment and be healed and be whole and not have that issue of so many years. Some of us have had emotional issues of so many years, whether it was barrenness or whether it was uh, problems with our sexuality or whether it was uh, abuse, whether it was verbal, physical, whatever. How many of us? have dealt with microaggressions and micro-inequalities and so many things because we were a woman. Lots of men haven't had to deal with the things of the woman. But God didn't say, man, behold, 
thy son, because he knew who his father was. But he said, woman, behold thy son. As we behold who Jesus is to us, he replaces any brokenness in our hearts, in our minds. And he gives us the very ability to replace it with the adoration of who he is. Mm. I can't get stuck there. You know, I'm going through these pretty fast, so please work with me because we have something else we're going to be talking about. And then in Mark 15 and 34, he says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He's asked for forgiveness for us. He said we're going to be with him in paradise. He's called out the woman, his mother, who's brokenhearted. And now he's asking God, why hast thou forsaken me? How many situations and circumstances have you had in your life, whether you were excommunicated or whether you went through a a divorce or whether you had problems with your children or your family or whatever? How many of us have gone to God because it seemed like nobody was praying for us? We was praying for everybody. But nobody was praying for us. We were giving and giving and giving and giving, and nobody was giving to us. They even lied on us and said, uh, you know they're going to be there with their hands out. You know they're going to do this. They're going to be that. How many people have missed out on blessing, the blessing, because of the demonic evil in others in their mouths and the greed in others in their mouths and the punishment of others in their mouths and and the humiliation of others in their mouths. My God, I don't know about you, but I have gone before God one time uh, sitting in a shower because I had just lost my mom and dad and it hadn't even been a good four months. And I said, God, why God? Why God? I I figured I I could have a couple of years in between because I had relatives whose parents had had died and and they were so many years apart. But God, why? Why? Why, God, have my parents died so closely together and I didn't have time to to mourn them and I needed to be there for my, my sisters and I needed to be there for my family? Why, God? Why? Why, God? And he let me know that his, not only was his grace sufficient for me, but it was purposeful that that mantle be passed on. Because, see, people forget that in order for a mantle to be properly passed on, the successor, the person that held it, must go on. So many of us want the mantle, but we don't want the person to leave. Mm. But just think, they've gone on to glory. They're gone on to wait for that time when the trumpet's going to sound and God's going to call them up to be with him. My God. Is that resurrection every time they die? Or is that resurrection judgment day something coming in the future? None of us know. My God. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Forgetting the fact that he had to forsake his only son 
That's what God had to do. His only son. So that beloved, each one of us, could have a right and could have access to eternal life. Then he went on in John 19 and 28 and he said, I thirst. Many of us think of the water. Many of us think of the earthly water. But how about the holy water, the fountain of living water, the fountain of its blood that was shed for each and every one of us? What are you thirsting for? Are you thirsting for this or that on this earth instead of the thirst of the dehydrated spirits of man? Many of us are dehydrated in our minds and our bodies and in our spiritual lives, and we need to thirst for the fulfilling of that thing that would alleviate the intensity of the suffering of that very cry. We don't need a moistened thing of vinegar like they tried to give him. We don't need a natural cup of water, even though some of us may need that. But we need the eternal thirst of righteousness. We need the internal and eternal blood of Jesus. Oh, God, I just want to thank you. We need the eternal thirst of the word of God that we meditate on day and night. We need the eternal thirst of God that will cause our will to be his will. Be it unto me according to your word. Not your will, but my will will not only submit to your will, Not only will my will succumb to your will, but my will will line up and align and be in the center of your will, God. Teach me how to really thirst for you. Teach me how to really hunger for you. Teach me how to really, really, really know that I know that I know that when I'm really thirsty for you, God, It won't be like these thirsty men or women that are looking for this or looking for that in order to fulfill their earthly flesh. But God, teach me how to have a thirst for you so that people won't give me the vinegar flesh, the vinegar of fornication, the vinegar of sin. But teach me how to thirst for that living water. My God, my God. And then in John 19 and 30, he said, it is finished. God, thank you that I finally have the opportunity to believe in my heart and confess with my lips that Jesus not only was virgin born, but he lived and he died for me and that the debt has been paid. I don't have to go to the courtroom like we talked about on last week. 
and find out what I've been forgiven for because the great Redeemer has paid the price for all redemption, for all of the sins that I've committed, for all of the uh, things that I've said and thought and conceived in my heart that was against your will, God. It is finished. Stamp of approval. The gavel has hit. The gavel has come down. The gavel has been finalized in the courtroom of God. We have victory over sin and death. We don't have to practice sin or death. Meaning you're saying, oh, well, yes, we do. We we die. No, we die to live again. This isn't final. We die. To live again. The question is, well, will you live? Are you going to live in Hades or are you going to live in heaven? So we die to live again. Loose them and let them go. And Lazarus came forth. And then it says in Luke 23 and 46, Father, into thy hands I command in my spirit. We've been forgiven. We're going to be with him in paradise. He's here to emotionally and physically heal us. He said that it was finished. Do you really believe it's finished? Really? Do you really believe that it's finished. Well, if you do, commit your spirit, your soul, your total being unto God. And when you lay it all down, when you lay it at the altar, it's no longer an offering that you should try to take back. But it's an offering saying, God, My fleshly desire, bam, is on the cross. Mm. My attitudes, my agendas, I commend it to you. Put it all on the altar, God. I don't want one idle, one tittle. I don't want it back. I commit it all to you, God, the security, the ease. Eternal and the internal security of the blood of Jesus, of the cross, of the stripes. Mm, I give it all to you, God. It's under the blood. It's under the blood. It's under the blood. I give it all to you, God. I give it all to you, God. I give it all to you, God. It's yours, it's yours, it's yours, God, it's yours. I give it all to you, God. I give it all to you. My God, I just want to thank you. But let's remember this. Once he said, 
that he commended his spirit unto God. It wasn't the end. It was yet the beginning for me, for you, for all of creation. For now that he paid it all, we have full access to the gift of eternal life with God. Because of the virgin birth, because of the deity of who Christ is and was, because of his atonement for our sins, because of what he did on the crucifixion of that cross for everyone, everyone has the ability to be crowned as sons and daughters of God. Do you want it? Do you want it? I do. I want to live to worship my God. I want to lay before God and worship him and praise him and adore him. I want to know that when Jesus was sitting on the right hand of the Father making intercession for me and you, that we changed. I mean, we changed because we allowed him to change our appetites, our desires, so that they line up with him. And all of these futile sins that are temporal, we did not allow them to separate us ever again. From God, do you want to permanently be resurrected? Not halting to and fro between two opinions. Do you want to know that when they went to that tomb that they put him in and he wasn't there anymore, and that it was witnessed? that he had conquered death. Do you want that? Well, I do. There was nobody there with a defibrillator. Oh, get out of my nothing. There was nobody there to do CPR. But the holy, holy, holy God resurrected his son and there was no one, two, three, four, five. There was no uh, compressions on his chest. And there was no breathing in his airways. But poof, the rock was rolled back. And he had conquered sin and death. Just for you. Just for me. I'm so glad that because of Jesus, I have the ability through the Holy Spirit that he sent for each and every one of us to be endowed with power on high so that we can lay hands on the sick and they recover. So that we can lay hands on ourselves. No sickness, no disease, no sin has authority over us because we've been given all power 
Some people talk about there being a, a victory parade. Some people talk about there being a party and all of that. Let me tell you, there is no party. There is no parade. There is no dance. There is no earthly anything that could surpass or add up to what you and I, if we even have feelings at that time, will have manifested right before us when we're with the crowd, with the multitude of angels and elders that have gone before us, our families, our friends, and even others. When we stand before God, because we've told sin, I'm not going to practice you. I'm going to practice the righteousness of God. See, when we willfully sin, we consciously or even unconsciously, purposefully sin, we've decided that our flesh is more important to us than willfully obeying God. So whether it's frequent, infrequent, consistent, inconsistent, if you're practicing it, you're saying, my lifestyle, my norm is more important to me pleasing my flesh or someone else's flesh than God. So whether it's gluttony, lust, fornication, greed, sorrow, Despair, despondency, wrath, sloth, blame, glory, or pride is all connected to something. Someone might say, but I don't break the Ten Commandments. Well, you remember, that's what someone said in the Bible. Well, who's your king? Who's your master? Is it your flesh? Or is it God? See, at all costs, we've got to rather obey God than man. He loves us. He is love. Today, I felt unctioned by God to write this on Facebook. Leaders, allow God to resurrect you and your congregation, your members, your team, your connections, and more on today. Unholy soul ties are unsanctioned and evil and out of the will of God. Therefore, denying them, ignoring them, covering them up, making excuses for them does not make them or these kind go away or make God accept them. Cast them down. Cast them out. By acknowledging they exist and that you have them. And watch this Resurrection Sunday or every day or any day become a true day of freedom and deliverance. Have your way, Lord, while everything that is binding abounding your creation, looses them and lets them, those kind, these kind, go. 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 
in Jesus' name, go. Because, see, God loves us so much until he wants us to be free. Sickness, go. Emotionalism, go. Fornication, go. Greed, go. Molestation, go. Victimization, go. Microaggressions, go. Microinqualities, go. Whatever it is, go, 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 go right now in the name of Jesus. Call it out. Whatever it is, you know what you're suffering from. You know what you're struggling with. Go in the name of Jesus. Loose them and let them go. Let them live. Let them be resurrected into the righteousness of God. Put it on the altar and leave it there. No more excuses. Go. No more cover-ups. Go. No more God knows my heart. Go. In the name of Jesus. Go, go, go. Be resurrected. For this day you shall be with him in paradise. Spiritually. You may live 75 years more, but be loose. Be free. Be an example, a walking, living epistle, read of men, where people see you and they say, I want to serve the God of. Put your name in. Put your name right there. Because, see, there's somebody listening to this 10, 15, 20, 30, 100 years from now, if the Lord allows us to tarry. Put your name right there. Loose them and let them go. Father, Jesus commanded his spirit unto you. On today, God, we commend our spirits and our souls and our total beings unto you so that for the rest of the day in our earthly life and while we're reigning with you, God, that people will say they want to serve the God of Put your name right there. Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob. Be healed. Be made whole. Accept the imputed righteousness of God this day. In Jesus' name, amen. I turn the program. I'm back over to you, Minister Marco. Praise God. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Lord, in Jesus' name, I ask you to come before you and ask you to bless and refresh and renew and re-empower Apostle Elect and all that she gave out today. I ask you, God, to address all those things that she has before you in any request or any concerns or any issues that she has, that she lay them, as she said, on the altar and leave them in your hands, God, needs to be done in her life on today. We thank you, God, for her, for speaking boldly, for speaking your word, for speaking into the lives of those who are listening and will listen to these words. To know, God, that we have full access to eternal life with God. Let us take let us 
use that access. Let us take time to be before God and be authentic and ask him to deal with those things that we ourselves have no control over. And to him, nothing is impossible with God. God, as we go through the rest of this day, let us remember to keep your word in our mind, to keep your word on our lips, to keep your word in our hearts, to focus on you, to focus on your son and his sacrifices, focus on the fact that the Holy Spirit is within us. Build up our faith in you. Let us remember, God, that you said if we seek you, if we seek you, if we seek you first, that all the things that we need to live this life successfully and the next will be given unto us. Bless you and keep you. Amen. If there's anyone that wants to share, you can go ahead and share right now, and then we'll close out the program. Thank you for your prayers, Minister Margo. Good morning again. Uh, I just want to thank the Apostle and Cecilia Kaiser and Minister Margo McCoy for your words, your prayers, and to the assistance. But I just want to say thank you, thank you, and thank you. Amen. I know there's others on the line and you may not be able to um, share at this time, so thank you for all that uh, you're doing um, and all that you will do on today to celebrate God and for the rest of our lives here on this earth that he's given us to share him because it's Jesus and us, the Holy Spirit and us, God himself. And us. So until tomorrow, when Minister Margo, Amen, will be our speaker, or she will have someone um, minister to us. I look forward to iron sharpening iron at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hallelujah! Glory to God. Bye bye. <laughs>